Hey everybody, welcome to that Friday feeling. It's gotta be another witty 924. So I'm back everybody. Yep, yep, it's been another month, another week, another month. <laughs> Who loses track, eh? Honestly, I think um, I'm much better at doing the videos on YouTube. And uh, if you're following there and you're subscribing there, then yeah, much more frequency is occurring than it is on the podcast. However, the podcast seems to be much easier. I mean, literally plug in the mic, fire up the software, start talking ah, do make these things difficult eh but anyway friday feeling everyone happy friday hope you're doing well out there hope everything is going well and you're staying safe um thought it'd be good to give you a little bit of an update in terms of the car i feel that we've moved on quite some way since the last podcast so let's uh yeah let's let's touch base on what has happened so far so uh, I think the last time we were talking, it might have been a little bit about the fuel system itself, but I hadn't finished buttoning up the front. The front is now down on the ground. Yeah, we've got front wheels on the car. So it looks like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Funny enough, one of the pictures on my Instagram account, which was uh, saying the fastest wheelbarrow in the West, proved to be pretty popular. So maybe it's a good look. Who knows? But uh, all the F1 cars are going a bit like that, aren't they? Up at the back, low at the front. Maybe it's a trend, but um, yeah. So anyway, the the front really is is done. I don't need to do any more refurbishment. I don't need to do any uh, big jobs other than get the front wheels aligned when I finally get it into uh, into a, a place that can do that for me. So that that's good. Under tray on, wheels back on, done. To the back of the car is where. I think on the last yeah on the last podcast I sort of said right I'm I'm going to change the fuel pump it it was something that I really didn't want to do I, I to be honest you know I'm not a, a fan of messing around with fuel and all of that good stuff but in hindsight now that I've gone through the process and uh, yeah I do encourage you get over to the YouTube channel and have a look at removing all of that stuff and then ultimately putting it all back together it proved to be a, a, a worthwhile job. Uh, not just that, you know, it's a new fuel pump, but actually I got to really look at a lot of the connecting parts, pieces, uh, hosing, clips, uh, right up to the accumulator itself. And I actually decided to take the accumulator off the, the car as well. It, it no doubt has never left the car before and it's 36 years. So they've been married together in a nice in a nice coating of rust. <laughs> so, you know, I just looked at it and I went, oh, can't have it, can't have it. So I took it off and just took, you know, a couple of days to strip it back, repaint it, make it feel like it's a, it's new. The You know, the accumulator works really well still. There's no issues there. So these are generally parts that um, when they do fail, it's, it's a replacement and they're, they're pretty costly. I think they're a good couple hundred quid. So... I um, yeah just took the opportunity with all the new pipe and everything connecting to rip it off and give it a new lease of life. So it looks great. Bracket, that, new bolts, everything. So much easier putting new stuff back together. I love it. It's it's really, 
you know, the classic car conundrum is you start a job knowing that that little job that you start will lead ultimately to you doing other jobs in and around connected to that job. I mean, it's just, it is just the way it goes because you look at something and you think, oh, I can't leave it like that. Or you look at something and it breaks. <laughs> it's like you've got no way out. So I, um, you know, in, in true classic car style, I followed the yellow brick road to more parts needed fixing and sorting and refurbishing. So that said, new parts with refurbished parts, what a joy to put back. I mean, it's very much like working on a modern car. So everything is back, buttoned up, new pump fitted beautifully. I had to change a little bit of the setup there because um, I think the original, I honestly believe that I had the original pump on there as well. So we, you know, if you're pretty close to this stuff, then, you know, a, a well-maintained car that hasn't had, you know, too much craziness going on with the fuel system via the tank and pumps, the pumps generally can last as long as the car, you know, it's not uh, unheard of of them lasting sort of 150, 200K. Um, but in the case of mine, I really do think it was there from factory. It's a it's a Bosch unit. They were supplied with Bosch units out of the factory. They had had some crazy fitting on the top, which actually, when I did look into the way the new setup versus the old setup compared, um, it actually the, the the component piece that I thought, oh, I'm, I'm never going to find one of these, actually just turned out to be a way of the fuel being distributed from the pump back into the system. So actually all it needed was a more modern setup and that's what I've done. So it's uh, it's been updated, a couple of key component pieces. Uh, fuel tank pump is great. So everything is together, buttoned up. I added um, a little bit of holding fuel just to make sure that uh, no visible leaks, just as it sat on the driveway, occurred. So nothing has happened, it's all good. I've got to pop down the garage and get a bit more fuel. Uh, pop it in the you know pop it in the tank and uh, yeah prime it up and fingers crossed the system firstly works you know that I've plugged and connected all the right electrical connectors to the right places and nothing blows and it's all good so that's first step second step make sure that when it does start working that there's no visible leaks or you know um, the pressure is too much and things are popping off so that's that's the second piece and then the third piece which is really why I did the job in the first place was to hopefully solve the cold start issue uh, I know I've had many conversations with many uh, you know different owners out there around these cars and uh, you know a lot of them suggested various pieces that I could look at um, all really really great advice you know it's a great community of uh, transaxle Porsche owners out there so you know big thumbs up to those guys I think um, you know many you just sort of grow with the car and, and learn it and all the in interesting niggles and that you can share with others to, to help get over over them as they you know crop up uh, for their ownership but um, for me yeah I, I think in hindsight I should probably start with the pump but I actually started from the engine work back to the pump um, you know, ups and downs, lefts and rights. But um, I think injectors good, fuel distributor system good, uh, plate within fuel distributor for the airflow good. Um, there's no visible uh, leaks or clogs or anything like that. Filter good, accumulator good, pump good, pump in tank good. It is all good. It looks all good. The only thing was a cold starter valve 
which is like a fifth injector into the air uh, air manifold uh, to help with that initial cold start. Now, the, the, the challenge is as if that um, potentially hasn't got the right pressure within the system, it might not fire as well. Uh, but equally, it might not fire because there's a thermo switch that um, if uh, that is yeah playing up, then the cold starter won't work either. So on the test of the new fuel pump, I will very quickly know if uh, if it's either of those final components, which is where my attention has been, you know, admittedly for the last sort of month or two. So anyway, fingers crossed, that's what's going to happen um, this weekend. I'm going to do a video on that. Uh, and all being well, uh, that completes the back of the car underneath it. I've done a bunch of under-sealing, tidied up things, made it look all pretty as they say everything back there is good you know from brakes all the way through so i don't necessarily need to have the car up on jack stands anymore so for the first time in probably 10 to 11 maybe even 12 months i lost track a little bit here uh i can put the car back down on all four wheels back on all fours for the first time so that means uh all being well if the the fuel does work engine starts i can actually start to move it under its own power which is fantastic i mean so it's a big step forward um, my final piece then will really be to solve the issue with the electrical uh, connections on the f on the fog lights. That that's the only piece now that's stopping me getting an MOT on the car. So uh, again, any of you listening out there, if you if you've come across any challenges with uh, rear fog lights, because some of the earlier Porsche 924s actually it was a sort of an option. You didn't actually have to have them. Um, you could you could uh, opt for the option during spec of the car uh it wasn't till the later cars that i think they became a bit more uh or maybe yeah a, a part of the the options list that was was standard on the car so it um you know it's happening in two minds whether to just rip it out and say hey there was no fog light and just get it through the mot versus trying to fix it i'd like really to try and fix it and just uh yeah just get the the car back to to the way it was from factory with all the bits and pieces working so that's my that's my final piece and on one of my videos, I did trace uh, from the back of the car, from, from where the lights are, through to the fuse box. So that's where I am. So between the fuse box, the switch, and the car battery, there's an issue. Ah! But anyway, we will, uh, yeah, that, that will be the final steps, and uh, we'll, we'll keep pushing on that. But again, any of you out there listening, if you had any similar problems and there was an easy fix, just you know, fire over a note uh, on Instagram or uh, YouTube, all good. Uh, the other final piece I just want to touch on, actually, because, you know, when I started this channel, I was very much about, hey, let's, you know, try and save one of these great little cars and, um, you know, document it through all the steps I'm taking as someone doing this work on your driveway at home, you know, without all the good fortunes of a, you know, fully functional maintenance garage or, you know, workshop, all of that good stuff. So it, it's been fun. It's been frustrating. <laughs> both of those things together um but equally it's it's really driven a little bit bit more of a passion for doing more stuff on cars and and just really um learning and widening my perspectives on on various cars so what i've also started to do um in terms of like video footage and content is is some stuff on my daily drivers as well so um i have uh, an audi Cabriolet A5, which um, is several years old now. 
Uh, I've really enjoyed the experience of the car. I think it, it's it's a well put together car. It, it's you know, it um, has a, a pretty pretty decent engine. It uh, at the time when I bought it, it was uh, when the hype of diesel was there. So I, I went for uh, the one seventy seven brake horsepower S line version, and yeah, it, it's a great you know great car. It's it's not slow. It's not fast. I mean, it's it's sort of middle of the road, I guess, and you can fit the family in, which is great. So, from that perspective, that is um, something I've been doing a little bit of work on, just uh, just around the brake system, wheels, and and stuff like that. So nothing too heavy, because um, the car's in great condition. So it's uh, it's not really needing too much maintenance, and has its yearly sort of. Uh, well, actually, I'd say yearly every two years uh, into the Audi garage. So very, very cost effective. It's like, I don't know, 150 quid uh, for a small service and about, uh, I think it's about 300 and something for uh, a major, which, uh, you know, on the face of it, we all know is like an oil change. But um, anyway, it gets the stamp in a book and it keeps it all um, ticking over. But uh, every two years, yeah. So it, it's it's a pretty pretty cost effective car. That being said, our other car, the, the, the sort of family beach wagon, is um, uh, yeah, Land Rover Discovery 4. And, uh, you know, light and day difference. I mean, everything about this thing is big and heavy and sucks up fuel like it's a kid with super juice. I mean, light literally is a uh, gas guzzler of all magnitudes. That being said, it's one of those cars that, Every time you hop in and you sort of sit there in your armchair type setup, it's uh, it's just a good place to be. It's uh, it's very unique on the road. I think from a from a driver's point of view, there's there's very few cars that, if any, that have a very similar experience at uh, certainly the height, the comfort, the general noise, and uh, you know all of those good sort of creature. Creature function, um, creature comforts that you get, and creature functions and all that is, but uh, yeah, creature comforts that you you get with the car. So it's um, it's one of the the, the last of the LR4s that uh, were built out of 2016, and uh, yeah, just uh, it, it's a good old workhorse. I mean, perfect for the perfect for family. But um, with that one, I have been doing a, a little bit of research into upgrades, and I've actually got. Uh, couple of really cool things lined up for that one um it, it's one of those cars that will no doubt stay in the family for a while so you know i'm not too worried about that it's uh still got a bit of uh warranty so you've got to be a little bit careful about what you do and how you do it but um you know general maintenance side of things uh other than the dealer doing its usual inspection and oil service and that you, you you can get away with you know doing your brakes and stuff if uh, if you know what you're doing so a couple of good upgrades that i'm going to be doing there that i'll document i think it's well worth uh well worth uh, showing um big old heavy cars though like if you are going to do work on those types of things you, you definitely need um good old set of jack stands and you know a very decent uh one or two uh, jacks because yeah heavy cars heavy cars so those are yeah those are the two that um i'm going to be doing a, a bit of uh yeah a bit of content on and then uh finally once the yeah the 924 is back on the road um from that perspective it's really getting that one sort of out and about he says during these strange times but um yeah i, I think uh 
when I think the car hadn't been really used in anger since 2017, it's um, it's well overdue. I need to just get out there, use it, show it off, and just enjoy all of the work that I've put into the car. So I remember how it drove because the last time I drove it in anger was at uh, at Goodwood Racetrack, and uh, it was a wallowing beast. <laughs> it's probably the best way to describe it. It wasn't very directional and, you know, any input you put in didn't really register. So having reworked all of the suspension, the brakes and uh, a lot of the component pieces that generally will give the car back its directional feel, its handling and that uh, view that when it left the factory is virtually a 50-50 weight distribution. I think that, yeah, it, it should be a great experience. And uh, slightly lowered the car just with the, the suspension. So it's a slight drop on the front. And you can you can play with the rear end of uh, a 924 because it came with the, the torsion bar setup. But literally, it's uh, there's a couple of eccentric bolts, bolts there that you can just tweak to, to drop it. Um, but if you really want to lower the back end you have to re-index the uh, the torsion bar itself so that's not something I really want to do because it tends to be quite a lengthy process and again it's not broken it's not by any means a car that looks high I mean next to uh, the Audi it sort of disappears behind it because it, it, it is that low um, so I don't yeah don't really need to 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 do anything then and just go enjoy the car. The 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 thing I am really really debating and it's it's been honestly for for the best part of a couple of years now is the whole interior. It it um it's all about really originality with with classic cars and in, in certainly in in Porsche terms and and circles that if you try to to mess with something that you know, takes the originality away, then, you know, people frown upon it, regardless of what Porsche is, I think, just in general. So I've got a really, really good back seat um, or bench seat. You know, you could fit a couple of a couple of kids in there at best to, I don't know, five to seven, maybe eight, something like that. Or the, just at the age where they've just come out of a sort of a car seat into a, so maybe a booster seat type setup. But it, it's... Um, they're extremely small, like most of the sort of 911 type scenarios, maybe even smaller, but uh, they're in really good condition. And the issue I have is the front seats, um, the cloth where it connects to the leatherette outers, so the inner piece of cloth that goes down the strip of the back and the front. Yeah, just separated. The foam's obviously perished a, a little bit underneath. So the, the seats themselves really need to be reupholstered, um, refoamed, all of that all of that good stuff. And I, and I sort of sit and think, do I just rip them out and put in a couple of sports seats and enjoy the car is, is one. Uh, because it, it, everywhere that I've tried to get this material, it seems to uh, not exist. So it, it, it would mean that I'd have to reupholster both front and back seats uh, in a new material and you know some some folks out there have said hey just do it in leather and be done with it and and it's sort of yeah it makes sense do leather but it, it also again it just loses the the originality of what the car came with and um, 
because I got the certificate from Porsche about the original build of the car. It's got everything listed in terms of the setup, the color code, the interior codes, all of that good stuff. It just seems a shame to to lose that that link. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you if any of you have, have been in similar situations and you found someone that can actually bring this stuff back to life in some way, shape, or form, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a case of the leatherette on the edges being extended and you know save the cloth i don't know but uh yeah i'd appreciate comments views just again just drop them across on instagram or, or youtube and we'll have a chat but uh that that's that's the big pain point for me um the mechanical size the exterior easy uh the interior is the challenge but uh anyway that's a quick update everyone i've um yeah i've been meaning to do this for quite a while and it's you know that friday feeling i thought hey let's do it let's uh let's get it out there and uh just give you guys an update so i uh, appreciate all the support the uh the following um the great comments and questions and feedback that i've been getting over the months it's it's hugely appreciated and obviously really good to see that you know people enjoy watching the work get done uh as much of it as it's been fun and frustrating at the same time but anyway thanks for all that enjoy your weekends everyone and i promise i will be back within a month take care now